Happy Independence Day. This is the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July holiday today. As Americans, we are thankful for our country and we thank God for his many blessings. We've been going through the book of Psalms on the podcast. Last Thursday, we started on chapter 17, a prayer of David. And if you remember in David's prayer that moved the hand of God in such a mighty way, this prayer that delivered him from the wilderness of Maon to the oasis at Engidai, we saw that David declared his innocence in verses 1 through 5. And on Friday, we entitled that thought, Purity in Prayer. I'll read those for you. It says, Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. And we saw that David was praying in the will of God for the will of God, and God answered him in a miraculous way. So in our three-part outline of this chapter, we looked at the first part, how David declares his innocence in verses 1 through 5. Today, we'll look at the second part, verses 6 through 12, how David describes his enemies. He also really asks God to do something. So far, he's asked the Lord, if you've noticed, to hear him. But now he's going to ask God to do something. And it's very interesting when he does ask God to perform something as a result of this prayer. It's very interesting what he first asks for in this prayer that moved God so mightily. Verse number six says this through 12. I have called upon thee for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Verse number six, why was David calling out to God in the first place? Look at verse six. It says, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. This is a special thought. David was praying because he knew God was listening. And he knew God was listening because God had heard him before. He goes on in verse 6, "'Ecline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech.'" He's saying, "'Because you've heard me before, do it again. Hear what I have to say.'" Verse 7, "'Show me thy marvelous loving kindness.'" This was a desperate, pressing time in David's life. If you remember the story from Thursday, this prayer was literally do or die. If God did not answer this prayer, David would have accepted the will of God here, 
But David knew that God had already revealed his will, that David would sit on the throne and he hadn't yet. And so if God did not answer this prayer to save David from these enemies, Saul's army that had circled him and and his men, David's men, then David would have been killed. David was going to be killed unless God intervened. But up to this point in the prayer, David hasn't asked for anything except to be heard. He has stated his case for why his prayer should be heard. And we looked at that on Friday, how this situation was not David's fault. David had done right. He had obeyed the words of the Lord's lips. But the first thing that David asked for, his greatest need was this, verse verse 7, show thy marvelous loving kindness. O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. David needed to see the Lord's marvelous loving kindness. That was his first desire. And if you're saved, that marvelous loving kindness is what led you to repentance, according to Romans 2. God's loving kindness is marvelous. The goodness of God is amazing. And David was saying, please show it here, right now. And David addressed God. This is what he called him. O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. This is part of the reason for David's bold prayer. He knew the stories of how God worked on the behalf of his people Israel. He had seen it in his own life. And he knew that if someone trusted in the Lord, then God's hand protects and delivers them when the wicked rise up against them. Verse 8 says, Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Now, I don't know if you're supposed to have a favorite verse or not, but out of this grouping of verses, verses 6 through 12 of Psalm 17, I like that one right there. It's beautiful. Keep me as the apple of the eye. The apple of the eye is the pupil. It's that center part of your eye. Now, there's no way to look at something without the pupil being involved, the apple of your eye. And David was saying, Lord, please just keep your eye on me. Watch me. It goes on in verse eight, hide me under the shadow of thy wings, just like a bird would surround her young with her protective wings, covering them from danger, keeping them safe. So David asks just to be kept nestled right next to the Lord. That's what he's asking. Lord, and, and, and this is what's so special to me. He does, we'll look at it tomorrow, ask God to arise and, and cast down the wicked that are encircling David. But he first prays that God would show him his loving kindness and that God would just keep him in view, that God would just keep David close to him. And here's why. Sometimes uh, things happen that are not ideal, if we can say that. Things happen to you that you wouldn't choose, unpleasant things, things that try your faith. But as long as you know that you didn't put yourself there. That's what David prayed the first five verses. And you know that you're staying close to the Lord. What you pray is, Lord, just watch me. As long as you're watching me, and I'm convinced, of course God is, but as long as I know, Lord, that you are aware of what's happening, I'll be okay with what you allowed to happen. 
God gives us a precious gift sometimes, and that gift is trials and unpleasant circumstances. God gives us the gift of sometimes waiting until the last minute to answer a prayer. Why is that? So he can grow our faith. When our faith has grown, we are more ready to be used by God. When the next trial comes, we'll be able to pray like David and just say, Lord, all I want to do is to be able to see your loving kindness. Just keep me right there in your eye. Keep me right under the shadow of your wings. Verse nine, from the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. He's saying all around me are dangers, surrounding me, wicked men. Verse 10, they are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth, they speak proudly. Now, what that means, that's sort of a funny verse. They're enclosed in their own fat. Hopefully none of us feel like that today. Maybe by the end of the day, after the hot dogs and hamburgers, we'll feel enclosed in our own fat, okay? But this is what this means. It means that their prosperity, riches, their abundance had warped their hearts and their judgment. That word fat means like prosperity, okay? Having as much as you could possibly need to the point where it actually is not good for you. It's too much. And they believed themselves, this army, to be invincible because of their prosperity. Someone said, full bellies make empty skulls. Whenever you have everything you need and you're never without and you never have to trust God, or rely on God or beg God, then you get to the point, the rest of the verse in verse 10, they're enclosed in their own fat with their mouth. They speak proudly. Someone who speaks proudly is void of some important wisdom. They've never uh, understood or they have forgotten the reality that every blessing they possess is on loan from God and meant to be used for God's glory. Verse 11 says, they have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Verse 12, like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. The wicked had surrounded David and his men. Their eyes were bowing down like a lion studying its prey, hiding in secret, ready for their perfect opportunity to pounce. And David calls out, show thy marvelous loving kindness. You see this, right, Lord? Please intervene here. The wicked have pridefully risen up against me, surrounded me, and I'm asking you to keep me as the apple of your eye, under the shadow of your wing. Consider the faith of this prayer. David knew that God was listening, that he was able to deliver, and that he was loving and kind enough to do so. He knew that if God was watching and protecting, then whatever came next for David would be all right. Tomorrow, we'll look at verses 13 through 15. David divulges his hope. But today, are you compassed about with the enemy today? Have they surrounded you? Ask God to keep you as the apple of his eye, under the shadow of his wing, and trust him to take care of you.